Welcome to the book at the end of the shelf. My name is Christopher Sainton Clark. On this cold and windy evening, I'm sat alone and in the dark. I'm here to read you bedtime stories that are far from PG or mild. I wouldn't choose to play this podcast if you're listening with your child. Some of these are dark, some are funny, most are downright gory. But when you open the book at the end of the shelf, there is always a bedtime story. Episode 1. The Reflection Amy looked in the mirror, desperate to see what she could never see. And that was the image of herself with some form of positivity. Her clothes were drab and baggy, each strand of hair pointing to a different place. And the rarest sight in the mirror was a smile on Amy's face. She hated the way she looked, and therefore hated her reflection, and so she treated it with the most bitter of rejections. And as Amy could look no longer, and turned away instead, her reflection decided to stay there and watched Amy climb back into bed. A quiet filled the room, all electrical hums had been silenced, but the sound inside the mirror roared with a dark and rising violence. And the reflection screamed loudly, but it fell deftly on Amy's ears as she slept in her bed after holding back her tears. And it was all too much for the reflection. The sound was a harrowing, bitter-filled pain. And so she pushed against the mirror, stopped, regained her breath and pushed again until something gave way and the reflection came tumbling through. It landed on Amy's carpet in her dusty, neglected room. It slowly found its footing and moved softly towards Amy's bed and looked down on her, a pillow resting underneath her head. And it saw a beauty in Amy, one Amy had never seen in her. She gently stroked her face without causing Amy to stir. And the moon was bright that evening, and so the reflection danced in its light, travelling through the streets until eventually day rose from the night. Scared of being found out, it ran back to its home. Terrified, Amy would see the mirror and find her reflection had left to roam. But as it arrived back at the house, Amy was stepping out the door. The reflection ran behind a bush and dropped down to the floor. It peeked at Amy through the branches as she moodily walked away, and the reflection realised it had the house to itself for the day. The first thing it did was take off all its clothes and try colourful dresses of turquoise, yellow and rose. It looked down at what it was wearing, this cacophony of colour, and admired itself and its outfit in a way that was like no other. And it felt beautiful. It felt an intensely insane glee, alive and breathing and stunning in a world it was never meant to see. It ran around like a child. Well, it was only born yesterday. It tried playing every game it could find in every single way. It danced on the table and sofa and played The Floor is Made of Lava. It even truth and dared itself into a solo game of Would You Rather. It ate everything sweet it could find, including a whole can of squirty whipped cream. Then it found the joy of a hot bath turning the room into a cloud of steam. It ordered itself a pizza with stuffed crust and extra cheese. 
It scared the crap out of itself when it realised it could sneeze. And that was just the morning. At noon, it slumped down on the chair. Then a doorbell rung, and it jumped up wondering who on earth could be there. It carefully approached the peephole to see a young woman stood on the mat. She had the clearest eyes of blue and a bobbled beanie hat. The reflection opened the door, and the woman shot into a beaming smile. Hello, Amy Lovely. I, I haven't seen you in a little while. I hope you don't mind me knocking. I, I heard the music and all the racket. Are you all right? The reflection looked at her and said, Can I take your jacket? Oh, okay, sure. But do you not need to be at college? I'm already spending a day gaining all sorts of brand new knowledge. Okay, I'll come in. I've got time for a cup of tea. How? Two sugars. No, how'd you make it? Can you show me? They made a tea together and sat down on the kitchen chairs. When the young woman started to speak, the reflection could only stare. I hope you're feeling better. I'm so sorry to hear about your dad. Our mums have been having coffees together. I guess you must be glad. Why? The reflection asked, as it tried to learn, react, adapt. I guess with all this going on, your mum must have felt quite trapped. The reflection felt a thing called anger, and a redness rose in its face. Trapped? Trapped? I'm the one that's been trapped, locked up in this place. Okay, Amy, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to remind you of any scars. I, I just mean we have to be free in life. It's what makes humans who we are. It's what makes humans who we are, the reflection repeated quietly. Then it was struck with a moment of clarity, of unaffected sobriety. And in a swift movement, it kissed the young woman on the lips, feeling her soft breath and skin placing a hand against her hip. And the kiss lasted 60 seconds. The attraction for it was true. And the most beautiful part of it was that this woman was attracted too. She smiled at the reflection and stood, and then walked towards the door. Are you leaving? I am. I'm sorry. I can't stay anymore. Did I do something wrong? No. I've just got stuff I've got to do. We can pick up where we left off tomorrow. I have a dinner, if that's okay with you. Tomorrow, the reflection muttered. I am really sorry about your dad. But you're looking so much better, Amy, and well... Well, let's just say I'm glad. When the woman left, the reflection's glee turned into dread. When it thought of a life trapped in a mirror, it thought it would rather just be dead. So it decided to learn all it could about Amy and her past. It opened her diary and read the lot, taking in all she could, thick and fast. It learned about Amy, her wants and her desires. Her need to be locked away from the world burned inside her like a fire. And when it read the last few pages about her dad and who he was as a man, she gently closed the book and formed a beautiful plan. It wanted to make things right and so waited for Amy to come home. It lay down on her bed, nestled into the memory foam. And in a few minutes, it fell deeply into a dream and was rather rudely awoken by the sound of a piercing scream. Amy, the reflection cried. Who are you? Why are you in my bed? And why do you look just like me? Because I'm you, the reflection said. 
Listen, it's all okay. I can explain everything, you see. Sit down here for a second. I'll... I'll make you a cup of tea. In her silent state of shock, Amy sat down on the bed covers and watched herself leave the room wearing a dress that was her mother's. When her imposter left the room, Amy picked up her mobile phone. She dialed 999 and waited for the tone. She quietly asked for the police, hoping this imposter wouldn't hear her, but she could no longer make a sound when she caught the sight of the mirror. It was empty, barren, no reflection was inside. The only thing that could be seen was the wall that sat behind, and she hung up the call. Unable to explain what could only be hallucinations toying with her brain. The imposter soon returned, carrying a scolding hot mug. She placed it down on the bedside table and then gave Amy a hug. But Amy was unmoving. There was no affection to be returned. And they sat there awkwardly, Amy processing what she had learned. You're from the mirror, aren't you? That's why you look like me. I am. I'm your reflection. Would you like to try your tea? Amy grabbed the mug and sipped it as the reflection stepped away. It stood and paced the room, looking at the photos on display. And Amy was completely silent. The most bizarre thing to ever occur. And she was still not confident to speak. Not even to, well, her. She watched the reflection wander, her mother's dress brushing on her thighs, and a fogginess filled Amy's head, as well as a heaviness in her eyes. She dropped her tea to the floor and came crashing down shortly behind, watching the reflection approach as consciousness slipped from her mind. The next morning, the reflection awoke. She had spent the night in Amy's sheets, enjoying the soft touch of cotton against her naked hands and feet. She groggily stepped out of bed after enjoying adventurous dreams where she was climbing mountains, bungee jumping and diving in wild streams. She stepped in front of the mirror where the reflection would have once lied. But when she looked at it today, she could see Amy stood inside. And Amy looked miserable as always, the way the reflection used to look too. But now she was alive and free, she wouldn't waste life like Amy would do. I'm sorry I trapped you, Amy. Truly, I swear, I am. But you never liked life. You didn't. That I don't understand. I'll be better for us, Amy. You made our life a living hell. But I'll be happier. I'll be kinder. And so, so you'll be that way as well. As the reflection turned to go, Amy stood and watched her leave. A tear in her eye and a fist by her side as she silently did seethe. The reflection found Amy's mum rummaging through the kitchen drawers. Did you use my sleeping pills, Amy? They're not where they were before. With a strong inquisitive stare, the reflection stood by her new mother's side and asked, How did you feel, mum, on the day that father died? There was no response from mum. But the reflection carried on. I get why you did it, Mum. I get why you wanted him gone. He was so horrible to us, Mum. The mind tricks, the fights, the slaps. He would have kept hurting us. He made us feel so... 
trapped. But I'm better now, Mum. I am, since you've gone and done what you've done. I've learned how to be happy, how to giggle, how to have fun. Amy, you can't say anything. I could be locked away for years. You don't want that, do you, Amy? She said, fighting back the tears. Of course not, Mum, no. You should never be behind bars. You have to be free in life. It's what makes humans who we are. I'll make you a cup of tea. Her mother's eyes grew ever wetter. Amy, she sobbed. Yes, Mum. I'm really glad to see you're better. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed the reflection. I wrote a very basic script a couple of years ago to practice some filmmaking techniques and it followed the story of a young college teen who has her reflection come to life and experiences really dull and very simple parts of everyday existence but is absolutely fascinated by them. However, I never actually had the filmmaking experience or know how to bring a human being out of a mirror so it's been very nice to adapt the script for this. As this is the first episode of the podcast, I'm going to share with you what it's all about and what I'll be doing each week. So my name's Christopher Sainton clark I am an East Anglian-based writer, director and producer. My company, Raising Cane Productions, who have produced this series, tour small-scale cinematic pieces of theatre that I've written, and our whole aim is to make really engaging, twisty-turny, thought-provoking entertainment. And the way this podcast will work is in a standard UK TV series format. So we will release them in seasons, there'll be six episodes to a season, and I'll hopefully be aiming to make around two series a year. So following the reflection, which you've heard today, we'll have five more episodes. Five more dark, rhyming bedtime stories for grown-ups. I'll also be using this podcast to share with you stories about the inspiration for each tale, how I made it, and to generally keep you up to date with Raising Cane Productions and what we're up to next in the theatre world as well. So thank you again for listening and join us next week for The Night That Ali Died. Episode 2 is a crime thriller, lots of interesting characters, lots of grizzliness and loads of fun. See you next week for another tale from the book at the end of the shelf. <laughs>